Hey, this is Luke from the future saying that this is actually two different episodes. This one uh, is spoiler free for the latest movies that came out, Infinity War and Aven uh, Avengers Ultron. But we do go over what we liked about the previous movies. So uh, if you just want to skip forward to what we thought about Ul Ultron, no, not Ultron. Why are Avengers you saying Ultron? It's I, not Ultron, it's, it's not Endgame. Endgame, Infinity War. Anyway, Luke from the future isn't going to do this. Timey-wimey stuff back again. This is the first uh, nine movies and then we finish up with the other ones in phase three. Uh, the last two things. So if you just want to skip ahead, that's where you go to the next episode. Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, just whenever I finish a book, I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Um, and joining me today is of course Juliana, say hi. Hi everyone. And today we are going to be talking about not a book. Um, not a science fiction, but we're going to be talking about a movie, but not a movie. We're going to be talking about, as we often do, we very rarely actually just talk about one movie, do we? Yeah. It's always like, oh, here's a movie uh, that we watched. It's not that kind of thing. It's more like, here's a whole load of movies. So we've done, you know, we did the Mission Impossible marathon. Oh, we yes. did the um, the Fast and the Furious <laughs> marathon as, you know, as, as special like Christmas episodes and things <laughs> like that. Silly side product. Um, and, uh, but a few years ago, we we're like, hey, we have been catching up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the reason was, is because I was wanting to go, hey, I'm going to go and see Captain America Civil War. And Juliana's like, in the cinema. yeah, in the yeah. cinema. And you were like, shall I come with you? And I'm like, have you seen this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, and this movie? And you were, I think I've seen one of yeah, those. Yeah, you'd seen one of those movies. <laughs> so I was like, no, tell you what, this is gonna, this is going to be a bit too much for you to just go into this and understand it. So yes. the plan was for Juliana to catch up with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and to uh, come with me then on on the cinema journeys, so we can see these crazy adventure movies where when you, they actually come out. Yeah, when they actually come out in in the cinema. So uh, it, it's good fun so we did that and we um, we wrapped up two episodes back in let me actually look at it here I made I opened up the um, thing so that was back in oh, where's the date on the blog post so that was in December 2016 oh yeah so that was our that was our uh, like um, December like Christmas uh, kind of uh, holiday episode like yeah. we did with the uh, Mission Impossible and like we did with the other uh, with the um, uh, what do you call it? Fast and Furious. We did the Avengers movies as a catch-up thing, and we did the um, we did all of Phase One, and that was one episode because we weren't quite sure. I think we started. We recorded them all at the same time, and we went through and we're like, "Oh, that's actually going to be a really long episode. Let's yep. break it up into MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase One." And then I just got the blurb here. It says uh, for the next episode, was like, Luke and Juliana talk about all the movies and TV shows in Phase Two of the Marvel Cinematic Universe: Iron Man Three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Avengers: Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Daredevil Season 1 and 2, Jessica Jones Season 1, Luke yeah. Cage versus 1, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Versus Seasons 1 and 2. Now, what we're going to do today is we're going to catch up all the way to the end of um, Phase 3 of the MCU, but not talking about the TV shows. No, we haven't actually... Well, we watched we another watched two, and we watched of... like another two or three seasons of Agents of Shield. Yes. We watched a few um, uh, of the like Daredevil, like the Netflix shows, yeah, a few we more. But, those. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't get, we didn't get much further into them. Yeah. We actually watched like a few episodes of Iron Fist and a few episodes of this, oh. but we just didn't get into them, did oh, we? Really, Iron Fist was just so dull. Um, um, so, no, and and uh, the Punisher's not, not. Quite no, we, yeah, we watched the Punisher. Oh no, we didn't. No, because he was in, he was in, and he... then we watched uh, Cage. No. 
Cage? Yeah, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. We watched the first episode of Luke Cage season two. We watched the first episode of Jessica Jones season two. Yeah. No, season we three. No, which ones? Those. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't remember which seasons, but we didn't carry on with them. And we will catch up with Agents of Shields at some point, but we just haven't got around to that. We've been watching other yes. stuff. Yes. So this episode, we are going to talk about all the movies in Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe Phase 3. Okay, yes. which we had seen some of those at the last time, but we said we we're going to save them for the phase three episode. So um, don't worry uh, too much about spoilers. We will go into Avengers Endgame at the end and we'll wrap it up talking about Avengers Endgame. So, uh, and our feelings towards uh, And our feelings towards that. But let's, get, let's go into it. So th- some of these are from a while ago. So I actually opened some notes that I make because every movie that I watch, I write a, li- a quick little review. And if anyone's interested, you can go over to Letterboxd, uh, Letterboxd, or whatever it is, dot com, and uh, like it's like Goodreads, but for movies. For movies. So, yeah, so yeah. if you want to see my reviews on every single movie that I watch, I do review every single movie that I watch in the same way that I review every single science fiction book that I uh, read, except movies, I never think they're worth it. It's rarely that I think I've got a whole podcast worth of something Thoughts. to take yeah. about to talk about a movie. Because really, what uh, I think a really good movie review is like five or six paragraphs. And if you need to talk about it more than that, mm. you've got to get really in the weeds. And for most movies, I don't think it's worth getting really, really into into the depth, into the into the weeds and stuff like that. Yeah, so, I understand. Um, you were just and saying... I think oh. that's very clever of you because... What do you mean, clever of me? I'm always having a hard time, especially if you watch that many movies, to separate them out and to remember, oh, what was happening in this movie? And yeah. how did I feel towards that movie? And... Yeah. So for me, it's always a bit hazy. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a forum that I chat on called Geek Nights, the Geek Nights forum, a front row crew forum, uh, which is for a podcast that I listen to. And there, I I was posting reviews to that, you know, for years, like just a few were just like one or two lines or a few sentences. And if people yeah. wanted clarifications, I'd talk to about it a bit more and things mm. like that. Um, so thankfully, I've got I can't so find all the notes that I have. Good record there. of that. Yeah. One day I'll go back through and find like all of my reviews and actually put them onto Letterboxd because I've got like six or seven years worth of movie reviews on oh a forum. God. But okay. I kept track of which movies I'd watched over that time in what order. That but, is true. And I've I put them on Letterboxd. If you if you're on Letterboxd, you can see my movie watching going all the way back to 2011 or something like that. I'm pretty like sure that. it's called Letterboxd. Letterboxd, but it's Letterboxd. Yes, Letterboxd. But it's Letterboxd. Well, like it's like when you when you have it's like when Letterbox you leave out D. the e of letterboxed. Oh, I thought it was like if something's three D or two D or something is in like letterbox, which is sort of like an aspect ratio. So it's letterbox D, letterbox dimension. No, I don't know. It doesn't matter. We don't need to get into that because we it's we've gotten in six minutes in. And we haven't even talked about the first thing. So sure. you said that when you looked on Wikipedia, you said this was called the Infinity Infinity Saga. The Infinity Saga, like one uh, phases one, two, or three. Because they've got more they've got more stuff coming out in the future, I guess. Um, well, the Infinity so, Saga certainly ended with this last movie that we just watched. Well, actually, now I look here on um, on uh, on feature films on Wikipedia. It actually says Spider-Man: Far From Home is is in Phase Three, but it isn't. We're gonna we're gonna skip over that. But that's the same. That's the weird thing that like Captain. I when I was looking at this first time, I was like Age of Ultron. Oh, that's the end of season uh, season two. Phase, phase two. Phase two. Yeah. And then there's like Ant-Man hanging out on its own there. And I'm like, oh yeah, but that doesn't really make sense. But then actually, Civil War, Captain America: Civil War is the start of phase three because it's like post Ultron post all of those Winter Soldier post all these other things yeah you realise that Age of Ultron is really like we wrapped up okay S.H.I.E.L.D. is no longer the main threat now now we're moving on and setting up for the the big you know the the big stuff so uh, this was called the Infinity Saga uh, which uh, but then you asked me what's a MacGuffin 
And a MacGuffin, yeah. What's that? a MacGuffin is a thing, the, the, the classic is a, a briefcase, and everybody in the movie, in the, everyone in the story, or in the movie, wants the briefcase. But it doesn't actually matter what's in the briefcase. You know, you open it up and there could be a glowing light inside and then they close or it again. Sand. But you know, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. But the MacGuffin is something that people want, the people in the plot want, and then it pushes... And we know, the... and it goes from person to person. Yeah, well, it's not that. The MacGuffin is, you, like, the MacGuffin is literally, in this case, they're saying the MacGuffin is, right, we need six stones and then we can do something. The, Why but, is it called MacGuffin? It's, uh, it like a, it's um, I think it's like an Alfred name? Hitchcock um, thing. Uh, and he says, it doesn't matter what it is, we just need a MacGuffin. And someone said, what's that? And he says, well, that's my name for the thing that we need. <laughs> I don't know. If, okay. uh, uh, let me just type in here, so, MacGuffin. I think I heard this before and I probably, I'm pretty sure you explained it to me before. It's yeah, one have. of those things, MacGuffin, and I read it on Wikipedia and I think, what the hell is that? Oh, right, yeah, so the holy grail of Arthurian legend is it's been cited as an early example of MacGuffin. It's a desired object that serves to advance the plot, if you know what I mean. Okay. So uh, Alfred Hitchcock popularized... Oh, he didn't make, come up with it. He popularized the term MacGuffin um, in his 30, 1935 st film, The 39 Steps. So he says, uh, it might be a Scottish name taken from a story about two men on train. One man says, what's that package up there in the, package, in the baggage rack? And the other one says, oh, that's a MacGuffin. What's the MacGuffin? Well, it's an apparatus for trapping lions in the Scottish Highlands. But there are no lions in the Scottish Highlands. <laughs> well, then that's no MacGuffin. You'll see, you see, it's, it's, a MacGuffin isn't anything, it's just like... Now, I don't think the Infinity Stones are MacGuffins. They did serve MacGuffin-like purposes in some of them, like, oh, here's something powerful, we've got to get it. But in all of the... I'd say in, in half the cases, mm. they actually do have powers which are used for something within each movie yes you know so they each have like a specific thing and then they get yeah. movies made around them right well in some cases yes but in other cases they're like oh something powerful where is it something something here it is go right yeah. like whatever um so anyway uh there's there's these infinity stones so this is this is where all this this phase three is where all those infinity stones really kicked into gear but if you think about it all of this was in that like in the Avengers yeah, movie, it, like the the speed, like the thing, the scepter, the scepter. You, you've got the tesseract, the scepter. Yeah. I can never remember. Every time they're like, "Hey, what are the six of them?" and I, I can never remember yeah. all of them off the top of my head. But there's six of them. But a lot of that is in that in the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, Thanos is right there yeah. saying, "Let's do this." In the Avengers movie, um, there's you know they're talking about them in the uh, in the. Uh, uh, Thor movie and in the Aveng of and in the Captain America first Avenger movie, they're talking about these things like here's the oh, Tesseract, yes. here's the, the, the Scepter, um, the Ether. I don't know where the Ether comes in. What's e the Ether? Ether, Ether, Ether. 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 The ether. Oh no, that's in Thor: The Dark World yeah. because when uh, yeah, yeah, that's with, yeah, isn't that like Ragnarok and no, no, oh, no it's, it's the dark, it's the it's the middle See, it's the middle Thor movie. About. This okay, is like lots all of stuff. Big... So let's go back. Phase three begins with Captain America's Civil War. Do you remember that? Um, isn't that where the Avengers kind of they have to fight each other? Up and then yeah. Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Captain America yeah. part and were you and team... Iron Man. Yeah. Team, uh, were you team to... Were you team Tony Stark or were you team Captain America? Were you team Iron Man or team Captain America? I wasn't anything. You weren't anything. You didn't care who won or what came out about that. I thought it was a bit stupid. You didn't like it. You didn't like the movie or the setup or whatever. I think the idea was a bit stupid, and the idea that um, I don't know some of them wanted to get go against the Sarks. Sokovia, no. Sokovia Accords. Yes, that, oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it, wasn't yeah. it? When Sokovia Accords. They had to sign something yeah, that they just, would but serve. You, but you actually the... see that's actually what happens in the later... It actually sets up a lot of interesting oh, stuff yeah, yeah, totally. in the later movies because they're like, all right, the Sokovia Accords, 
Ultra, the fallout of Age of Ultron, something, something, something. And, uh, well, they and, had to create some... Yeah, but it's really good fun because that means when they get Hawkeye, Hawkeye goes, oh, I'm actually... Because they I'm all out. get put in prison at the end. So he's like, I'm out, I'm doing that. And then Ant-Man is also like, I'm out. And he yeah. gets put in probation for two years. Yeah. So it's actually a really clever way of getting lots of actors off the... Or lots of superheroes off the screen. So they're not always yeah. get, tripping up each other, tripping over each other yeah, and getting yeah. in each other's it way. It doesn't get crowded. Until the next, until the next Avengers movie. Until because, they get needed again. Yeah, until... Well, Ant-Man, Ant-Man sticks around until his Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Yeah. Um, Th- uh, the other guys actually leave at the end of Age of Ultron. There's actually a really good, there's actually a great line in America Civil War where they're like, you don't even know where the Hulk or Thor is, do you? And they're like, no, we don't even no. know. It's sort of like, hmm, they're, the, they're two of the strongest, they're the two strongest Avengers. And they're like, where are they? Of course, we find out later they're having space adventures of their own. Um, let me have a look at some of my notes on, on Captain America uh, Civil War. And what, I, uh, what happened to me is that I actually went to the toilet in the planning stages, you know, when they're like, okay, we're going to have this battle. Did we watch this together? We did watch it together. Um, I watched it in the cinema, but then we watched it together yes, as well. That was and it. I was you like, before, I didn't yeah. see the movie Ant-Man before watching this. Yes. And so then I came back in and they're like talking to Ant-Man. I was like, oh, who's this guy? And I don't know his powers and I don't know what he, what he can do. Of course, yeah, we watched I knew he Ant-Man make... together afterwards. Yeah, yeah. We, that's, that's true. Um, so... Uh, uh, yeah, we, we watched them. We, with you, you watched them in order, but I was a little bit out of order in that yes, way. Yes. But I, to be honest, I did the same thing in this latest in this latest movie when they're like, "All right, here's the plan." Like, you know, it, this works. We're gonna make a plan, and I'm like, my Go Pee app tells me that this is the moment to go and pee. So I went, okay, and then came back, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't need much. to go pee. It was I know. fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the main bad guy in this one was um, that uh, was it Daniel Bruhl or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Daniel yeah. Bruhl. Uh, it, and what I really loved about this bad guy because I have issues with the um, antagonists of a lot of these movies. Who is the bad guy? Of course, yeah. in this one, the bad guy didn't need to have any powers of his own. What he needed to do was set up the, our main characters to fight each other. Yeah. And what I really enjoyed about about this bad guy is that he doesn't have any special superpowers. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. But also what I really liked about it is that he doesn't do, he doesn't just go, hey, I'm going to go to, I don't know, the center of the internet and just change stuff with magical computer plots. Because I really just like it when someone can just go into computers and just change stuff and make Mm. people fight each other. Like, oh, it was a big misunderstanding. It's like, no, there wasn't a misunderstanding. You know, the misunderstanding was that they thought they were going there to fight a bit, some big bad guys, but they don't. They actually get there to, and then have to fight each other. Like when they said, oh, and look at all these other people. We've got the Winter Soldier program, which is all here. And all of these, you know, all of these other Russia, they go to Russia or something, Siberia, and they're like, and there's this whole big, big, huge thing where there's lots of, lots of people in these tanks and they've all got the Winter Soldier powers. They've all got these, you know, um, you know they're all going to come out and they're all going to be Captain America level powerful. Yes. And what happens is they don't do it. They're just like, nope. And they just, they just got taken off the table and it's like, you guys fight each other. And I really like that because I really enjoyed that they don't have a big battle. And I'm super annoyed, like so, so often at the end of these where they're like, and now a huge battle. Yeah. And they didn't do that. It's sort of like, and now at the end, a fight between three people. And the main bad guy did all of that by old fashioned spycraft. He's like, I wear a mask here. I take some photos there. I send this information here. It felt yeah. like really, like really. They, they were, um, he was playing them. 
Yeah, he was playing right? the game, but he wasn't doing it by any... He was just doing it by cleverness. He's like, you know what, these Avengers? Like, I'm just a guy, and I'm going to be better than all of these guys. So I really liked him as a as a main villain, because it turns out he wasn't the villain. He he. They needed someone who was just about good enough to set up a fight between the main characters, yes. but who had differences, of, strong differences of opinion at that point, where he's like, I'm going to reveal to him that Bucky was the guy... Like, Bucky who is Captain America's best, best friend, friend, is the guy who killed Howard Stark, Tony Stark's father. And yes. that is, and they're like, and then, and then you're going to put them. I mean, this already existed. Yeah. He just brought it up he to the table. He brought it together. He was like, oh, he's just clever. He knows more about them than they did. You know, yeah. what, what is this project that they keep talking about? Yeah. And mm. so it's not like he did a really bad thing. He just, he just re revealed the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, well, he, he was. I think what he did, his superpower was revealing awkward truths to each uh, of awkward superhero truths to each other. Yes. Um. So that's what I enjoyed about that one. Uh, the special effects, I think, were some of the best special effects in in all the movies because it was so grounded. It was sort of like everything was happening on Earth. There's no Thor. There's no magic. It's just like special effects go. Uh, except for the final shot, which is in Zamunda. No, not Zamunda. What is they Wakanda. Wakanda. <laughs> I thought in my note, Zamunda. <laughs> but no, the thing is, at the time, this I wrote, wrote that note before I knew anything about Black Panther, that he came from Wakanda. So it's sort yes. of like, suddenly he's in, he's in some central uh, African small nation or something. I was like, oh, and he's the Prince of Zamunda. Um, so uh, comments from Juliana. That's Berlin, not Budapest. Apparently they're in Budapest at one point and it's immediately recognized as Berlin because then they actually come to Berlin and you and said that's not what the that's... Reichstag looks like because the, the, the tower where, um, where Captain America does his like pulling, pulling a helicopter off the roof or whatever mm. he does is the, is the Reichstag. No, it's not the Reichstag. It's actually the building, like two buildings over from the Reichstag, which we... Uh, uh, where, where your father works so and we visited that many times so we know yeah, those buildings I'm very well. familiar with all, yeah, these, areas. all these buildings here yeah. like we, if we actually go out to the end of our garden we can look down and, and see see, it. Yeah, see that yes. that building in Berlin so it's fun to have something in building yes. um, also they went wasn't that was that the movie where they went to Leipzig yeah that's that and they go to Leipzig and, and uh, smash up the airport in Leipzig but, yes which was actually filmed I think in Atlanta but it doesn't matter so uh, yeah the first time we watched that that's when I that's when I left the movie to go for a pee and I came yeah. back and I'm like where are they now they're what's this airport like why are they down here but yeah it looked very much like Leipzig airport well maybe well it, they probably made it look like that but yeah. you know or they can use it as a I mean it's probably just all just on a big green screen or whatever hangers. but yes I enjoyed that it, it, it even for a movie with that many superheroes in it it actually felt a bit more grounded than some of the previous and a lot of the later movies yeah all right next up uh, in the MCU order is Doctor Strange. Do you have any notes about Doctor Strange? Not notes, but I remembered quite vividly yeah. because I enjoyed that movie. Yeah? Yeah. We watched it in IMAX. And oh, yes. if there's ever a movie mm. to watch in IMAX, I think this Doctor is Strange is crazy good. Yes. And I wrote in my notes that this is the first post-CGI movie that I've seen. Put it this way. In the past, when they're like, hey, we've got CGI, we can do anything we want. And so yeah. what people do is that they make movies which have stuff from our real world in, mm. but fake. Mm. 
Mm. Or they have stuff from our real world plus want, magic. Or they want, like in uh, Lord of the Rings, they want to uh, yeah, they want show to make a fantasy, huge battlefield. Yeah, a huge battle, but it's... And then it's they a, replicate yeah. like every tiny little person. Yeah, or even in Inception, which this movie holds a lot of, uh, oh, yes. lot of stuff to it. It's like, they Inception, yes. so we're going to take our real world and twist it in unreal ways. However, this is a movie where they're like, we can do anything we want. And when I, when I say we want, we can do anything we want, let's take someone into space with a galaxy brain, whatever, like that. Mm. Let's rewind time in a way which you don't see. So there's all of yeah, those... Yeah, everything is possible. Magic, time travel, time bending, yeah. place bending, Yeah, everything. so what happens yeah. was that they that, that people were saying before they went into the movie, they're like, oh, this should definitely get the, uh, you know, the Oscar for ver best visual effects or best computer effects or whatever. Yeah. And I went into it going, yeah, well, it's just a CGI movie, whatever. And it really blew me away just how crazy it got. Yes, really, it was really, really crazy. Also in IMAX, of course, you have like... First of all, you have the 3D-ness, and then you have this crisp and like yeah. perfect visuals, yeah. and then they comes towards what you. What happens is like, at the start, really they're good. like, IMAX 4K dual laser projection with yes. amazing stuff. This is going to be amazing. I'm like, yeah, okay, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then they play another one. This has got the most amazing sound system. You're watching the biggest screen in Europe with the highest resolution <laughs> sound and 19 channels of speakers and stuff. Literally, they're going 19 speaker channels and all. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but like really, like whatever. And then they're like, and now you're going to be watching in IMAX, which is just bigger and taller. And I'm like, okay, you told us about the resolution, the size of the screen and the sound system. What's it going to be like? And then it's sort of like, oh, you know what? That was actually worth the money. Yeah. That was actually worth the extra three euros or whatever. Yeah. So Doctor Strange, um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is fine. And there's the story, it's fine. It's just another origin story. Um, but I really like the time twisty stuff. Uh, with I the... also like the little jokes in it. Yeah. I, 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 well, well, all of these movies have yes, jokes in them, yeah. To be honest, though, Captain America Civil War was more of one of the serious ones. No, there it, was lots of jokes. Yeah, there was lots but... of quips. You know, you're right, actually. That was very quip-based. Whereas this one had like some, some more, like it wasn't just about them saying funny words to each other. No, it was like yeah. actually funny physical stuff. comedy. Yeah. Funny like, stuff for example, his, uh, his coat. Yeah, his coat. I love his coat. Yeah. I think the coat is brilliant. The cloak thing. The cloak going. thing. Yeah. And, uh, and there are other things that are just, just yeah. fun and the way that he, yeah. he gets his training. And <laughs> yeah, but when they say we're going to do magic, and this is magic. So they're like, what does magic look like in this, in this world? What does magic look like in this universe? And it, sometimes it looks a bit like Inception. Sometimes it looks like The Matrix. Sometimes it looks like circles in the air. And sometimes it just looks like nothing. Like it, nothing we don't know, we what, know. It, we don't yes. know what, it, we, what it looked like. But also we get introduced to it in the yeah. way that Doctor Strange get introduced. Like yeah. we are step on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. So we are... Because he doesn't, first of all, of course he doesn't believe. He's a neurosurgeon. Mm. He's very into science and yeah. like straight and whatever. Yeah. And so we come from his point, standpoint of view and then yeah. we experience all of this in, from yeah. his point of view. And Here's a question. Who's the bad guy in the movie? Go. Um, it's this guy that I, I have it in front of my head. Yeah. What does he look like? Um, is, it, is it Loki? No, it's not Loki. Oh, no. The thing is, I was asking you this because I, I literally, off the top of my head, can't remember who the bad guy is. But now I do I remember. remember it's Mads Mikkelsen is the actor. Oh, yes. So, but I can't remember anything about his character except now I remember who the actor who played him was. Yes, and I can't and remember. But he was working for it like a, a bad guy, some like a devouring thing which is going to come in and, you know, eat the world and he wants this to happen or something like yeah. that. But I can't remember but what he was very much like, about it. Yeah, but he was once 
a student. It's like the same. Yeah, it's same the, kind of... the Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a student that Who... once was a promising. Uh, and turns uh, against the master. And, yeah, yeah and, and then gets better than the master, and then. And actually, you see that again at the end as well with yeah. um with the with the like the second not the second in command but the other guy who comes in and he's like no in the future I'm I'm going to go around and I'm going to take away the magic from all these people you know mm. so you can kind of see who he's going to be fighting in the future like a magic guy who wants to take away magic or whatever yeah um, but also in this movie he's the first excuse me the, yeah. he's the first person to actually use yeah one of the stones right he's no we've like, seen people using the stones before well yeah we've seen the the soul stone in in um, in in yeah, in Age of Ultron. So, as it's come up before, the Ether is in what's what's her name? The girlfriend of Thor. She's got she's got the Ether inside her at the end of the Thor: oh, The yeah, Dark yeah, World. Yeah. Yes. And they do that. The the um, Tesseract was used to power the weapons of the Red Skull. The, you know, the Red Skull's weapons all yes. the way back in the first Avenger and stuff. Like that. Yeah. The Scepter has been locked in a case. You know, and yes. things. And, and Loki the, Loki's used it. You it's, know, it's uh, it's uh, Agents of Shield. Yeah, Agents that. of Shield yeah. taken that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, 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 there's like four or five of them that have been used. Oh, and also Guardians of the Galaxy had their Space Stone, the Purple Space Stone, or yes. whatever it was. Space Stone was it? No, Which... no, I'm pretty anyway, sure. I can't remember. Not called that. But actually, but... up until this point, we have seen like four or five of those things being used. So this isn't the first time they've been used. Yes, but in this movie, like. It, it felt to me like the okay, stone yes. was more of like a... Yes, you're right. A, it, it, the whole story... It wasn't a MacGuffin anymore. No, it, wasn't it was a, a purposeful thing yeah. and he used it for things. Yes, he was like, this is my power and this is what I'm doing. This is, this is, this is what I'm using it for, you know, that yes. kind of stuff. Yes. What I really loved about the time stuff is that they turned up to the final battle and the final battle had happened already. Yes. And I was like, what? They turned up and it's the aftermath. And like, as that scene went on, they're like, oh, everything's destroyed and this person's dead and everything's here. And there's yeah. like people hanging out of windows yes. and, and cars upside down and buildings destroyed. Yeah. And as it was happening, I was like, oh, and this is one of those key moments where you're like, oh, this is all going to happen in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> and then we saw it all happen in reverse. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's such a great payoff because yes. you, it's very rarely... Isn't that... it that big tentacle thing? It like Yeah, there's like a tentacle like thing, a tentacle coming, thing coming in, in and Hong eating Kong. something yeah. and eating, eating. Well, yeah, but then he goes into space and tricks it. Anyway, it's all... Yes. The, but it's one, of those, it's one of those mo mo movies where you go, oh, they could do anything that they want here and they're going to do something crazy. Right, moving on. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Did you like this one? Anything? Let me remember. I have... Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Let me just Number say this. Let me just say very, this. Very much in my baby head. Groot. Let me just yes. say baby Groot. Baby Groot. The, the whole, the whole, the whole enjoyment. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Comes from scenes where. Here's a here's a few things. There are quite a few of these movies where I think they're better movies than they are entertaining. Yes. And others of them, I think they're actually more entertaining than they are good movies. And this is one where there were moments in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 which are some of the funniest things I've ever seen in the cinema. Yes. Like, really hilariously yes. funny. Yes, and it it's even starts in the first scene being... Yeah, well, the like... thing is, in the, there was, a, there was a, a bit of the trailer. I saw a bit of the trailer by accident. Normally, because yeah. if I know I'm going to watch a movie, I just skip the trailer because I like to have that visual impact of those big moments yes. happening for the first time in the cinema. Yeah. Not like, as I'm watching it, going, oh, I watched the, the trailer of this. So I know at one point a spaceship something is going to fly yes. through this way and dodge something like that, and so yes. this character is going to be there, yeah, yeah. and that character, I remember, you know, so I, I, I remember 
remember trailers too well, so I like to just skip them. Which, it's not like I'm 100% anti-spoilers, and I don't mind if I know what's going to happen. I can still enjoy movies, mm. even if I know. Like, uh, Manuel, a friend of mine, was just saying to me, he says, have you seen the movie Dunkirk? And I'm like, oh, I've not got around to watching it yet, but I'll see it at some point. He's like, oh no, you really got to see it. And I'm like, no, I'll watch it at some point. Mm. Like, and he started telling me about it, and I'm say, look, I know about it. I know all the actors. I know everything about the soundtrack that I've, you know, I've heard about the soundtrack, I've heard about the effects. I know that it was all done practically. I know the structure that there's there's one story told over a week, it's one a story over a day, one story over time. I know the story of Dunkirk. I know which, I've listened to a podcast, a full podcast about it. I know even which characters survive and which don't. I know all the climactic sequences. And I know that going into that, I'm going to enjoy that movie just as much as I would anyway, you yes. know. Um, whatever. So it's not like I'm totally against spoilers. It's just like, you know, I like to ma- I like to do what I can to maximize my enjoyment. And in this case, I'd seen a bit of the spoiler. I'd seen, not a spoiler. I'd seen a bit of a trailer for this. Yes. They're called trailers, not spoilers. I'd seen a trailer for this and it had a section of them like in this big battle sequence. And I was like, oh, well, I know they're going to battle something, but whatever. And that actually turns out to be the very start yeah. of the movie. Yes. And you don't see any of it. And it's sort of like, oh, it's actually impossible for them to, because they're like, we're waiting around. What are we waiting for? Anyway. It doesn't, because it's the opening of the movie. They're like, oh, there's somebody going to turn up and stuff like that. And we don't see any of it. We just see Baby Groot running around doing stuff while this massive climactic battle is going on. For the, it's the climactic battle of their previous adventure, which we haven't seen them. Yes. And it just sets the scene perfectly. And this was the first five minutes of the movie, six minutes of the movie. Yeah. And I was crying with laughter. Yes. Later on, there's like much... four, there's like three or four other times in the movie where that happens. Again. Often with Baby Groot, when it's happening, and he's like putting the button, and they like press the button, and there's other things that like get this thing, and he goes away, and he comes back with a chair, with and comes back something. with a, comes oh, out with something. Crazy. There's so many bits of that, but overall, like for a movie which I thought was like had some of the funniest MCU stuff I've ever seen, um, I didn't think it was actually a very good movie. Well, I think of like the structure wasn't good, and the villain wasn't good. To be and, honest. Uh, up, up till that point, like when we yeah. watched um, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie number one, mm-hmm. up until that point, it had mostly been about Iron Man, uh, Captain America, yeah. Avengers, Hulk, uh, yeah. whatever these kind of people. Yeah. And the first, the the two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, yeah, really stood out for me in the yeah. sense of now we're in characters. Space. Yeah. Those characters, they had like so quirky yeah. character moves and, and the, the, the kind of, the, the kind of uh, uh, comedy, physical comedy yeah. and the way that people interact with each other is so good. It's so well made in these movies. Yeah. That really th- stood out. I think actually what happens in these movies is that they try to find some tone. Look at this. Iron Man and Incredible Hulk came out in May and June of 2008. So like really close to each other. Yeah. And Incredible Hulk is this like drab, turgid blur. And Iron Man, directed by Jon Favreau, yeah. who's comedy director and comedy guy, really cool. it, it's all like great and stuff. And you're like, oh, it's hopeful. It's great. Like there's lots yeah. of stuff going on here. And it's like, oh, right. I understand. And then Iron Man 2 and then Thor was a little bit more like, oh, we're going to make it like big and operatic. And then Captain America was a bit more playful, even though it's like a period piece set back in there, like it's setting up. And then the Avengers, which is this, you know, big thing going on. And and then there's other ones as well. Then Thor the Dark World, Winter Soldier, and they're still trying to find their feet and then what happens is Guardians of the Galaxy comes in and they suddenly go oh actually we can make these like character based broad comedies and then you have 
Ant-Man, you know, and all these and other ones. it becomes more, the, the further we get in, like yeah. Ant-Man and Spider-Man. It becomes Spider more about the characters, but I think this is one of the real strengths of this, is that they learned from them. They're like, yes. oh, okay, let's let's go a little bit further away from Thor, the Dark World. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, without the, the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Thor Ragnarok wouldn't be the crazy, you know, space adventure that it that it was. Yes. Like, you needed these previous to show the way. So I'm like, no, it's okay to just go crazy in space with jokes or whatever, and these previous movies happened. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, um, I have issues with Ego, who is the main bad guy. It was so obvious what was going on. Yes. We have the whole Luke, I am your father reveal, and it's not that interesting because I didn't really care about him. Yes. The, it's tonally all over the place. They split the party. They go, oh, half of you are going to go over yeah. there and half of you are going to go over there. I'm like, no, I like it when, like, in any scene, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, Drax and Gamora talking to each other or Gamora and Groot or, you know, Quill and uh, Rocket, you know, and there's, there's like these six different ways and they bring in other characters as well, but there's like six or seven different characters and the, the diversity of the interactions is really great. So when you go, oh, actually just two people are going to hang out by themselves over here, you're like, all oh, right, so we're just going to get more of that interaction. Yeah. Peter Quill goes off by himself and has sort of his like father moments and stories yeah. and other stuff's going on. It's tonally weird. Like there's a lot of, like in the first movie, there's a, the cool moment where this um, the, the whistle spear goes whoosh, and kills lots yeah. of people and they all just drop down dead and you're like oh that's great and another time when Groot puts his arm through like all the bad guys and smash them around yeah. and you're like oh okay so there can be these moments of like large scale violence and big death by the heroes of the movie yeah um, and that and that can work and but the tone works and I think in in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 there's this whole scene where uh, they just go around and just kill every single pirate on a spaceship and they're just mm. like, oh, and kill them all and throw them all into space done to this really jaunty music and I'm like, mm. nah, that wasn't the right tone. No. Like, there were moments which were funny but I didn't want to see them like, hey. Slaughtering, just... Well, that's the thing they actually say at one point. They're like, hey, what music have you got? Well, there's this th mixtape volume two that we've still got here. Hey, can you check if there's anything good on his... Oh, it's on the Zune or whatever it is that they mm. have. It's not like, hey, is there anything good over here? Yes, there is. Let's play it. Okay, let's play the music. And they play the music and then that's the music. And it and it missed out what we liked about, you know, um, mixtape, you know, cool mix... No, what was it called? What was the music there? No, awesome mix. Awesome, awesome mix <laughs> number, number one, one. was yeah. like, it was some one person's personal musical journey. Mm. And that was the only music that it had since a kid. And that was it. And it mattered to him. And it was <laughs> the movie was introduced that we actually see him singing along to the music on his first adventure, yes. on Peter Quill's first adventure. Um, so, Quill? Quinn. Quill? Quill. Quinn? Quill. One's a Quill Jet and one's a Quinn. He's Peter no, he's Quinn. Quid Quill. No, I think it's the Quill Jet and he's no, Quinn. No, he's Quill. Mm. I just saw it. Oh, okay. Uh, we're, we're, either way. So, but in the, in the second one, we're like, hey, people like the music from the first one. Let's put as much of that music, or let's put more music in the, no 70s soul music in the second one. Because that was definitely, that, this is always the difficult and tricky thing with uh, sequels. Because um, they serve the fans. Yeah, and the part of the enjoyment of it, the movie number one. It didn't serve one, me. It didn't no, serve me. It, it it rarely does me too. But they always think, oh, this is what people enjoyed, so yes, we put this in. This the, is what people enjoyed. But this so we is put this, in. this is the Star Wars prequel po thing. We're like a prequel yes. problem. They're like, what do people like? Oh, they like this. And what yeah. do they like? Oh, they like that. And what do they like? Oh, they like that. But, but the thing is, we often understand. like that because we don't yes. see it very much. Like we yeah. we like Darth Vader because he was he was dark and mysterious, and yeah. we and we found out little bits about him as we go through. What we don't need is. All of that again. All the exploration. All yeah. of that and again. also what they always miss is that we liked it in this context. Yes. And then they take the same thing in a different context and put it 
in the thing and we repeat it over uh, and over and I don't we, like We've got to keep moving on. I don't want to stick to the movies that sure. way. The thing anyway. is, again, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 really, really liked it, but I think I would get like 90% of my enjoyment of that, of just watching a Baby Groot supercut. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then actually Baby missing Groot out. Baby Groot and Rocket uh, doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let, me, let me look at this. Um, uh, comments from Juliana. I want a Baby Groot. <laughs> And then you said, can Rocket Raccoon be in every movie? <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, they know what they've got there as yeah, well. Yeah. I made notes of different Stan Lee um, cameos, but we'll get onto that. Mm. Uh, so, and also I made a note of it's actually, again, once again, it's like funny movie making. Yes. Because, and I think this is what Ant-Man came in. They had Edgar Wright, who didn't direct Ant-Man, but he was like involved in the uh, process of that. And there's this great, um, mo- uh, there's a great, uh, I think it's like Nerdwriter, how Edgar Wright does comedy movie making. He doesn't just do movie makings with funny quips, yes. which is what Joss Whedon does. Joss Whedon yeah. makes an action movie and has quippy actors in there. Yeah. And then after Ant-Man, they realized, oh, we can actually be funny with the movie making. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy was a, a fun uh, science fiction space fantasy adventure. Yes, definitely. But it wasn't technically funny from a movie making point of view. And I think this is the movie where, and of course, you know, like Doctor Strange as well, it's where they, they are like, oh, actually, we can do weird, we can do stuff with movie making. Yes. And actual uh, transitions and scenes and camera angles and all of that. And I think they, they just go from strength to strength as they learn. It's one from... of those things where you have something in the foreground playing and you see something funny yeah, yeah, yeah. happening yeah. in the background. So far and that's in the background. all you yeah. need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. If something's going to be out of focus in the background, it has to be as interesting as the thing in focus in the foreground. Yeah. And these movies do that yes. like to a high, high degree of difficulty. Okay, Spider-Man Homecoming. What do you think about Spider-Man Homecoming? I try to remember. This is uh, this is when uh, when the young when the Peter young Parker and Iron swing, Man swings around New York. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man's in it. it probably twice as much as he needs to be, but it's interesting. But the thing is, now seeing these later movies, you realise setting up that that, that uh, relationship, relationship yeah, is actually yeah, very important, important for, yeah, yeah. for later for these later movies because it actually pays off a lot. I of... remember. Was that the first Spider-Man movie in this? In this series, in this yeah, series yeah. yes. Forget about Spider-Man, yes, uh, Spider-Verse, what, what and I'm, the other ones, yeah. This is what I'm saying. He was also in Civil War, so he was introduced yeah, as was, a side character. In yes, Civil War. Um, but what I'm, what I thought. Yeah. When I watched this Spider-Man, I've seen uh, maybe one or two other Spider-Man movies yeah. of the other branch, mm-hmm. and I thought this one was refreshing yeah. and fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I liked it. it, it was, it's a good movie. I think yeah. it's a very good. I think it's one of the better movies. Although I was to be weirdly enough, I was expecting it to be more of a standalone movie. So it was like Homecoming. All right, so he comes home from the Avengers, mm. and we see it. And I thought it would be a little bit more standalone. Like, and now he, and now he is a, a standalone. But it needed Avengers. a connection to. Well, in a way, movie. but like, like with um, with Doctor Strange, um, it, that's a very much a standalone movie. Like, it, it just does its own thing. Of course, it's meant. There's mention. They mention a little bit, like, oh, this is an Infinity Stone, but it's not mm. even. It's like even sideways, apart from yeah. it. And so I was expecting this to be like a, a movie which you could watch without having ever seen any other sta- uh, Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, but it isn't because it starts off 
with the Avengers destroying New York and a, a construction guy coming in and saying, hey, we, we've got the contract to rebuild this place. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. coming in and saying, no, you go home. Tony Stark's company is now going to d rebuild New York. And you're like, wait, Tony Stark was the guy who smashed up New York. And now he gets to come in and take over and get paid money to rebuild New York. You, you understand that? You just straight away, you're like, oh, no, actually, this is deep within, this is deep within Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. And that Tony Stark makes like three or four appearances in the movie um, is, is is a lot. Uh, yes. Although I think it was a, a good movie um, and just very, very funny. Like yeah. there's lots of really funny and, stuff and in there. And this is what I said, like they, it felt like they discovered yeah. that the science fiction uh, adventure movies yeah. can be refreshing and funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, also in this one, I really like, I can't remember the, the name of the character, but his best friend um, who is, you know, who oh, yeah, sits the, there uh, yeah. and uh, and is and d discovers, and I really like it, that he's got a secret identity and none of the other Avengers, move, uh, Avengers have secret identities. Like when Doctor Strange becomes Doctor Strange, he's no longer sometimes a neurosurgeon, yes. sometimes a doctor. No, he's just Doctor Strange now. And Iron Man in the very first movie, at the end of it, they say, people say that you're not just Tony Stark, you're also Iron Man. He's like, I am Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so like that. And no this, is, humble, this is an interesting, no this is an interesting thing where Peter Parker, because he's a kid, he actually has to have, he does have a normal identity and a yep. secret identity and nobody else does. Yep. So I liked having the opportunity to play with that because that's the, like the first time it's been played with yes. in this movie. Yeah. You know, there was a little bit of it with, with Hulk because Hulk is, you know, Bruce, ba you know, he, he switches between them. But like Hawkeye is Hawkeye and when he goes home, he's, He's like it's not like his family doesn't know that he's he's not like secret. That's oh, just him. You know yeah. he's out in the open. Yes. He's one of the adventures. People buy masks of his at, at Halloween <laughs> and things. Yeah. So um so it's it's right there. So I liked the little bit of that. But it's great that you know Aunt May finds out about it. His friends find out who he is and things. <laughs> uh, um, which yes. is which is there's so there's so many of these great lines where he gets caught doing some computer stuff. And what are you in here doing? And his friends are like, um, I'm in here looking at. Porn. <laughs> so we're looking and at porn. It's, and it's so great. It's kind of like because he was trying to think of a reason less, why he less would be there. Explanation. Like, yeah, it's sort of like oh, it's much easier yeah. for me just to take be punished for looking at porn at school and to give away the actual what was actually happening there. And I like that there's a a cast of young, fun, diverse, good-looking kids who can like be the new. Uh, like in the future of course the next movie which is coming out in our timeline is uh, you know is another, another Spider-Man Spider yeah. so it's great that we're like alright you know Tony Hawk no don't Tony Hawk Tony Stark to I get, whenever I'm talking about Tony Stark and uh, Hawkeye I end up saying Tony, Tony Hawk Tony Hawk um, not Tony Hawk sounds more like Tom Cruise so uh so yeah, anyway, so he's like, you know, he's old and these other characters have been around for a long time. So I, I really want to see some of these younger, younger characters come in, which I'll talk about a bit later, more a bit later on as well. Yes. Um, so that was fun. Uh, the, wow, we have so many more movies No, to we're halfway through. Oh. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. What do you think? Uh, um, All right, I've got some notes. This is another movie I which was a lot more entertaining than it was a good movie. Yes, but I thought it was a bit too... To what? Like, Thor, the whole idea of Thor is yeah. a Germanic god and uh, it's all coming from Germanic um, history stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, and um, it always feels a bit too. What? I don't know. 
massive in a way. What's about, like, well, it's operatic. That's yes. what they say about the first one. Yeah, it reminds well, that's me of why they, Wagner why they, yeah, well, This is the thing. Who, who directed the uh, the first Thor movie? Kenneth Branagh, who is best known for directing Shakespeare plays and Shakespeare movies. Oh. You know, he's a Shakespeare... So getting in a Shakespeare expert to come in and do Thor, good yeah. move, because you're thinking about sort of like, you know... Uh, you know, like Roman, like Julius Caesar, and all these other that things. You know, sense. and kings uh, and sense. stuff fighting. So it's they brought someone in, but for this one, they brought in a, a, a Taiki Watiti, who I think is a very, very good co- comedian, very good comedy thing. He got some yeah. really good com- oh, comedic performances. Really yeah, really good stuff going in there. I don't think he's good enough with the camera. I, he's not a very good visual director, camera wise. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of see when they go to the second action, uh, second unit action, which is normally when you say second unit, you mean um, explosions and action. And that's yeah. second unit uh, yeah. director. And then you get like the acting and stuff, which is the first. So when he was in charge of the camera and him, him controlling stuff, not, I, I, I don't think the camera work was very good. The, um, and also the, uh, another major issue with the main villain in mm. this story, mm. Kate Blanchett playing whatever her face was. Hella. Hella. Ter- really bad. She was trying to do comedy quips and her character wasn't funny yeah. enough. No. Every time the, cu- the the movie switched back to her, yes. she it didn't work didn- at all. Didn't work anything. No. There's, um, what's his face? Um, that her, her sidekick, um, what was his name? Skunk or something? Squirrel? Can't remember what his name was. Um, who comes out with his the guns at the end or whatever like that, and he's just sort of like, like he's tagging like the, along. He's like he's like the typical yeah henchman. Uh, so so I'm very yeah. like devoted to yeah, that person. Devo- no, but and he wasn't devoted. That's the thing. They like she's like I'm gonna kill everyone except you. Yeah. Or I'll kill you. And he's like, well, so you can come work with me or die. And he's like, oh, I'll come work with you. And you're just like, ah. and yeah. there was just nothing really motivating yeah. her. I mean, there was stuff motivating her, but it didn't come through within the movie. It's no. like we need a bad, we need mm. someone bad here. Mm. Um, and we need to. Yeah, have destruction yeah. happening. And... But what I really enjoyed about it, I mean, there's, but there's lots of really good stuff. Like I enjoy every. They went over to Planet Hulk, and they went to the you know the trash heap, and we met. Um, we met. Uh, was it Valkyrie? Um, Hulk turned up. Oh yes. Up. Oh we, yes. Oh, that that was very yeah, cool. All as soon as they got every time they were away from Kate Blanchett or away from Hela and yes. her character, yeah. they were away from there. Yeah. Great, fantastic. And yeah. then they cut back there and she's doing stuff and killing lots of people. And her yeah. weapons were fantastic. There was so much good about her, except they didn't know what to do with her story-wise char- no, and character-wise. They should have taken her as the serious part. Yes. And then she would have been the counterweight yeah. to the fun. Yes, but, but they, they tried making her a funny character yes, as well. And it did, that did and not her work. Quips Absolutely didn't land. not. Uh, I was actually really annoyed by it. Scourge. Her, uh, Scourge was... He, he had nothing to do for 99% of the movie and he still had more of a character arc than Hella. Like, yes. that's the thing. Yes. Carl Urban, that's who I was trying mm. to think of. So, you know, they're introducing the movie, they go through the movie, they both die at the end of the movie and then we move on. And you're yes. like... They could have done something more with that. Yes. Like apparently, I, I read something after this, after complaining about this. They actually said in the uh, in the comic books with the Infinity War and stuff, Thanos, she's the god of death, and Thanos falls in love with her. Hella. Hella. Yeah. She, he, Thanos falls in love with Hella. Yeah. And Hella says, "If you want to be married to me, yeah. If you want to get with me, um, you've got to uh, kill half the people in the universe, yeah. setting him at an impossible task." That. That makes and that sense. Sets, in, and that sets that off totally the thing. That totally makes sense. Again, I this. don't know anything like that. So, like, people were expecting her to be a big thing, but she in, she was introduced, and then they get through, and then die, and Thor goes on a fun adventure, and yes. all this other fun stuff happens, except 
all the stuff. What I really like about it, though, is the comedy. It's really, really funny. Yeah. And also at the end, I thought it was really interesting to say, oh, no, this is Ragnarok. And what's Ragnarok? Ragnarok is the end of Asgard. It's the, the final battle of Asgard when Asgard de- gets destroyed. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, that's what this movie is. And then at the end, that's what happens. And you're like, oh, right. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now they're in space on a spaceship, something, something like that. So, yeah, it, it's, there's lots of stuff to like in it. But as a movie... I didn't think it was a great movie, but it was very, very funny and entertaining. And that's one of those weird things about these movies, where, like, how can you get a movie which is so entertaining, and yet I see so many issues in it, but because I like the characters and I like the... It's fine. It's fun. It's fine. And it's 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 great that... Moving on to Black Panther, a movie which, unfortunately, I thought was a bad movie and, unfortunately, not funny. Yes. It wasn't a funny enough movie, and they tried putting in jokes, and the jokes didn't work. To be honest, Dad, like there's at least one character that I remember fondly, and that's the sister. Yeah, the sister is good, but even some of her <laughs> jokes, they do this thing, and I mean, I don't want di- to like take it down and like get into the weeds, but like it's really difficult for me to understand what Wakanda is um, when it's a secret society, and they all live there in a massive technological world, mm. and then. They something funny happens in their top secret lab where he gets flipped upside down with his kinetic energy uh, suit or whatever it is, and and uh, and he's like, oh, don't share that online. And I'm like, okay, does Wakanda have an internet? And is the Wakanda internet connected to the rest of the internet? Is it a one-way thing that the people in Wakanda don't get connected to the outside world, or do they get connected to the outside world? Mm. If they live there that entire time, like, does everyone from the outside think that they live in these huts because they've got those fake villages? So when people, like diplomats, visit from outside, they they turn up there and they're like, oh, they're all poor, but they're actually they're living in this paradise and stuff like that. What I like, I like the the symbolism of this. Yes, the symbolism of this movie is great, and the idea the idea behind it. is also fun. Yes, I, I, the thing is, I really wanted to like yes, this more because too. it is sort of like, oh, this is the first black superhero. And it's the, you know, it's the movie for the, you know, like the downtrodden. It's the movie for the colonized, you know, that is calling people colonizers or, you yeah. know, white, you know, l- talking about things like that. And I really wanted the, the movie to kind of like take full advantage but the final battle was pathetic the mm. cgi of black panther is the worst cgi in any of the movies yeah. going all the way back to like you know the first avenger like the not the first avenger movie it's it's difficult because captain america first avenger isn't the first avengers movie but it was called the first avenger even though avengers assemble anyway it gets confusing but there's bad special effects in different places but it can be around the main characters whereas this was the main characters who were fighting at the end yes. black panther and what's his face dreadlock Scott. black panther oh, yes. um his 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 half brother it it looked like two this, rubber I mean, figures bouncing off each other okay, with trains just, going let me just past. Put it when you say things like that it feels so whitest what when you say, oh, Redlock, Black Panther. Well, they, was, they were in the same suits. They, had, they both had the same suits. They both had the same powers. They were fighting because they were both brothers and they were both wanting to be king. You know. Yes. The CGI was awful because the physics didn't work out. Yeah, no, was it the physics didn't work out. Killmonger. Oh, that's his name. I can't remember all the names of all these people. 
Which you remember is... Hawkeye. You remember Hawkeye is one of the main adventures yes. who was introduced and wasn't killed off by the end of the first movie that he was in. You did remember side characters in other movies. I had to look up Scourge's name. I didn't remember the name of Hella. It's not me being uh, white and no, racist because I couldn't remember one black character's name. I I literally not remember any of the white characters' name either. Okay. Sure. I don't okay. like. I didn't remember Scourge or Hella. Okay. Well, I had to look I, them up. Scourge was like in my in my opinion such a minor yeah. person that yeah whatever. What's the name? What's the name of the bad guy in um, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming? The, uh, the 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 construction worker guy who becomes a weapons dealer. What's his name? I don't know the exactly. Names. That's what I'm saying. So but just then because... I'm not. No, no, no. But the, the difference is that what? you just said something instead, and that wasn't a great thing to do. What? So I I didn't just say okay. Uh, this is a uh, I don't know a man with red hair or whatever. So I, that's all I, 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 oh, okay. I just criticize. I think saying Black Panther and Dreadlocks Black Panther fighting at the end, I think that everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's the one with the short hair and the one with the long hair. They're brothers with the same suit, yeah. with just slightly different colour suits on, bouncing around with trains going past yes. them. And it was indistinguishable really, from each other, really except bad. one of them. The way had... that they fell down and then the way they were fighting while falling down and. Yeah, let me just so Killmonger versus weird. Black Panther. Let's see if I can just find Final an image battles. of them. Battle scene. Battle scene. Yeah, it's... Look, come and look at... Just look at this. I don't want to move I'm this I'm looking case. at it. Okay, but do you understand that there's there's two guys with the same suit, except one of them has got, like, slightly uh, longer hair or something like yeah, that? Yeah, but one, one of them has the emblem, like, the golden necklace thing. Yeah, okay. And... Okay, necklace Black Panther and necklaceless Black Black Panther have a yes, fight anyway, again. It's Black Panther versus Killmonger. Yeah, yes, I just couldn't... T'Challa. T'Challa versus, yes. versus other guy. But one of my main issues of this is that there's a big battle at the end. And I yeah. and I mentioned this to you before when we were talking about this latest movie, this uh, Avengers Endgame. And this started off, like even Age of Ultron, there's a big battle at the end, which really annoyed me because I didn't feel, feel like there needed to be a big battle. Yes. Um, but whatever. I don't mind lots of robots big coming out and building. Is... But often Tricky. what they have like in Avengers big battle someone invading New York and there's aliens and we're, there's aliens fighting uh, our heroes are fighting aliens or in um, in uh, you know Ultron our heroes fighting robots whatever yeah. and in others it's our heroes fighting uh, each other uh, uh, or each other and so forth but here it was humans Wakandan humans yes. fighting other Wakandan humans yes about a political misunderstanding by badly designed game design with like if you kill if you fight here yeah. and kill them and knock them off the waterfall and they die you become king but now the person we didn't want to become king is king and the other guy survives so now we're going to fight a battle between each between each other yeah. over it it feels really weird that the main fight was over a constitutional error and they yeah. they do address it at the end of the movie where they say, oh, actually, we're going to become a democracy in the future or mm. whatever like that. Yeah. But it's sort of like, eh, a lot of this battle was down to who was going to be the king yeah. of Wakanda. And of course, there's going to be big issues with that in the future with like, you know, are we just becoming arms dealers? Are we going to sell our Wakandan technology based on vibranium and all this different kind of stuff? I understood that who is going to be king is important. But if who is going to be king is that important why do you decide who's going to be king by a fight to the death in a waterfall yeah. twice? And if the wrong person dies, we, we rehash it or whatever like yeah. that. And it just, it felt so... Oh, also, the two leaders of the two armies were, get this, husband and wife. 
So yep. the, the husband is leading the man soldiers and the wife is leading the women soldiers mm. and they're fighting each other in a battle and lots of people are dying and it doesn't matter how bad the CGI is, even if the CGI was perfect, I would still be going, why are these why are these Wakandans fighting these other Wakandans when one guy is obviously the good guy that they should be fighting for and it, it, it's a husband and wife team and you kind of... Uh, husband and wife opposite commanders in the battle and you only understand that when the like the rhino runs up and like licks her instead of tramples her and you're just like even the rhinos even the battle rhinos know that this is not the fight to this be having not, no. this is not the fight we should be having no. here and it really annoyed me that a movie which was actually the first half of that movie is really good you know they go to Taiwan or wherever it is and um, or Hong Kong no where do they go anyway somewhere China slash East no, is it Vietnam? I don't know. They go somewhere and there's this casino scene and it feels like James Bond where these with this group of small people and we go in and we fight and there's cars flipping over. You don't remember any of that, do you? No. <laughs> anyway, so it, it's a movie that starts off really good and in the end devolves into pointless CGI silliness with mm. like, and then they're like, oh, and this guy who's a CIA agent who we know from this, like Bilbo Baggins turns up and they're like, hey, here's Bilbo Baggins, who's a CIA guy, who also happened to be a, a fighter pilot. And you're like, hmm, really? <laughs> is, this, is the fact that he's going to be a fighter pilot in the past, is that going to come in handy? It's sort of like, oh, yeah, we do need a token white guy at the end. And we need, uh, um, we, like, all of these movies were like, oh, we have to have a flying sequence. We have to have a dogfighting sequence. And we get that at the end of the movie. I'm just like, wow, we really didn't need that white character in there to be a pilot. Like, yes. we could have, that whole section just... Just take that out and concentrate on better motivations for the battles at the end. So it's a movie which started off so well and I want it to be good. And like 80% of the movie is like really strong. Like there's interesting characters, there's fun stuff going on. But they tried putting in humour, the humour didn't work. I really wanted more of the personal story and I didn't yeah. want it to devolve into who's going to be king? Let's fight about it. Oh no, that doesn't count. Let's fight about it again. Oh no, that doesn't count again. Now let's fight about it. Oh, yeah. you win this time. And I'm like, oh, I didn't want it to be that way. Yeah. Like, if Wakanda is so advanced, why haven't they worked out a better constitution than fighting on waterfalls? It felt very, I don't know, weird it's, for, it's, to have for that me, as the main... For me, this movie is so tricky because it has so much symbolism that for me it is difficult to... No, I like all of the symbolism. No, no, no. I wanted a, that kind I, of stuff. I, yeah, the symbolism is good and it is so difficult because all the rest of the movies like that are ever made yeah. are not fully representing uh, how the world is and stuff like so it's it's on this one movie everything gets um, no but I, again I don't think it's a bad movie because it features black people no that's, that's not, not what, I'm, what saying. I'm saying I'm saying I'm so disappointed that I couldn't get out of my head the major movie making and plot issues yes. because I wanted just to enjoy like the design it looks fantastic Wakanda looks fantastic yeah. the acting is really good T'Challa was really good Killmonger as a character I really liked him yes. I liked his motivation he was, he was one of the best yeah, like, he's the, his story is what the movie is about yeah. because Black Panther he's like a prince at the start he's, he becomes the king mm. he is the king all the way through well he doesn't but he is himself all the way through he's already a hero his story not that interesting Killmonger great abandoned as a child mm -hmm. brought up in the world was is rejected from his country and he wants mm. to make his way back to his country and impose himself and with take revenge mm. on his brother who took his place in the world yeah. that story i wanted this to be not to be called black panther i wanted to be called killmonger killmonger and i wanted the end to be those two fighting each other yeah. where i could see their faces looking into each other's eyes as they battled it out like yeah. the battle on the waterfall was really good because it was the two of them 
actually fighting humans yes. and at the end all of their character and all their story was subsumed into CGI rubber people with, yes. with not being affected by gravity flipping around in the air and I'm just like I don't know what's going on the yeah. camera is swirling around yeah. them they're made out of rubber and they're fighting over the, and the whole battle that's going on around them like if it should come down to a mano a mano fight let's have that don't have rhinos trampling women warriors over here and a CIA Bilbo Baggins flying around trying yeah. to stop a weapons delivery somewhere like no get away from that like what they did with Civil War they had all this big action beforehand and then it came down to a fight between two people well three people because Bucky was there but that's what they could have done and at the end of this they dropped the ball with the end of this movie in a way which really annoyed me anyway yes it's because uh... I wanted because I, I wanted the characters like, I was caring about the characters all the way through to the end, yeah. and it was let down by the CGI patheticness and bad plotting at the end. It bad was. motivations. All right, then, let's wrap this up. No, I'm not wrap this up. No, How many have we got to go? Four more movies. Uh, oh, yeah, oh. you're right. Avengers Infinity War. Well, I don't want to talk too much about this because I want it at the end to talk about the, the final sagas, you know, Infinity War yes. and Endgame and they stuff like really that. They like, they are really like. So let's quickly touch on Ant Man and the Wasp because these two movies kind of stand separate from Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. Ant Man and the Wasp, what did you think? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. They. That, like the first Ant-Man movie was like, hey, let's do a heist. And in this one, they were like, let's do a heist. But also, we've got a lot more toys now. Yes. Because instead of it just being one guy who can be big and small and big and small, it's like we've got one guy who can be big and small, plus his girlfriend who can also be big and small, the Wasp, plus the entire support network with all the cars in the suitcases, and they have a building that just pops up and down all the time, and it makes no sense from a physical kind of thing. It doesn't like, need to. It doesn't need to, because, because they just make it Pim's fun. Pim's particles. Yeah, Pim particles. What, what are Pim particles? Doesn't so, matter. Well, what I liked about this one is that finally, yeah. a woman, yeah. a badass woman, who should have been in that place right from the beginning, yeah. finally gets what she deserved. Mm. And she was, she was, she had the training. She was as much of a hero. She, yes. They trained, she was being trained as she, much as, uh, he, like, as, as much as the other ones. Like in Ant-Man, in the first movie, yeah. the, the guy just got the job because he was the guy. Yeah. Well, and uh, because he it, wasn't the daughter. The thing is, he got the job because uh, Hank Pym wanted a, a criminal to, to do a, a heist. Yes, and not and his she, woman, and she, uh, not his daughter. Not his daughter. Yes. Even she was, she was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah, and he was she like, could've. And he was like, no, we need a, a professional criminal. Mm. And in this case, they don't just need a professional criminal uh, who's good with security cameras and stuff like that. They need, well, they need a hero. And she is the hero. So yes. at the start, she's going in there and just kicking ass. And he's oh, like, not even on the, on the screen. So I really like, yes, it is very much more equal. Yes. I really enjoyed that. The, um, the, the main bad character, there's the, the, the one who, uh, again, I don't remember her name, and it's not because she's a woman that I don't remember her name, it's just I'm terrible with names. She kind of phases in and out of reality. She's like a phantom. Maybe she's called Phantom. Anyway, she's a phantom kind of thing. I think it was a little bit heavy on quantum zone, quantum, everything quantum. And I'm like, yes. let me just, let's just have a fun adventure with them, like driving around with cars which get big and small. And the cars are big and then small and then yeah. even bigger and smaller. And then Ant Man gets big. I love the stuff tank. Like that. And the then tank like, was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, and now. Was that in this movie? The tank. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. No, I think in the tank he gives the tank to somebody and they throw the tank. I can't remember. But yeah, there's, yeah. there's lots of there's lots of times where I, and I kind of just wanted like San Francisco car chases in the in the in the roads which go down these steep hills and things yeah. like that. Like, it's all really good city. That's I mean, all really good. Yeah. It's a great city for car chases and some. There's some really 
good classic car chases on those hills in San Francisco. And then they were just like, hey, let's just do that in this movie. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. And they do a really great car chase. And that's one of the moments where I didn't see the trailer beforehand. And apparently a lot of those sight gags were in the trailer about oh, them driving okay. around. And I didn't even know we were going to have a no, car chase around San Francisco. No, I didn't either. And then other people were saying, oh yeah, when they this was in the trailer. And that was in the trailer. I'm like, I'm so glad that I, re I saw that for the first time. Yeah. yeah. So again, I, I think enjoyed. there was some really good stuff. Um, interestingly, with oh, the Ava Star Ghost. That's what oh, Ghost, not Phantom. Yeah, okay. So the yeah. Ghost character was interesting. I liked yes. her as well. Yes. Um, and some other. Oh, and also I really like the the bad guys. Uh, after these bigger movies, this is sort of like hey, these people have got some issues, small issues in San Francisco. Like Ant Man. Uh, what's his name? Paul Wood. No, not what's his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, isn't it? But what's his character's name? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but his character is like, his big issue is that he's stuck in his home. It's sort of like, why are you stuck in your home? Well, Scott Lang. Oh, Scott Lang. He's sort of Paul like, Rudd it, is yeah, yeah, the actor. Yeah, of course. The he's sort of like, oh, he went over to Germany and broke an airport. And now he has to come back here and be in his house for this time with yeah. his protagonist. So like his drama is just being, oh, I just be, going to be in my house. In I'm my stuck house. in my house. Yeah. And I want to see my child. And my child comes around, but I can't leave my house to do stuff, fun yeah. stuff with my child. And that is such a great level for a movie to be on. Where they're like, yeah, stuck give, in a it, give the movie one little problem yeah and you can make a, a good movie out of yeah like how can i still solve the problem but still on the outside look like i'm not doing this yeah and like, yeah it's, it's just oh, great. and also the the main bad guys is sort of like some uh like or one of the antagonists one of the people getting in his way is like this fbi officer who comes in and is sort of <laughs> like, like who are you? Suspicious. and he's like oh my name's whatever whatever like this and he's suspicious and that's what and they're also just like a, a mob boss or something like it's really low level like this grinning guy and they give him truth serum and nobody dies in the movie well of course probably people do die but it's it's like it takes it all the way down to sort of like and at the end they all get put in prison and you're like ah it's really nice to have a movie where at the end everyone just gets put in prison and there doesn't need to be a massive slaughter, battle there doesn't need to be slaughter yeah. and there doesn't need to be you know plastic people trampled by rhinos and yeah. things you're just like oh actually it's okay to have a movie yeah, I think which we doesn't have a battle at the time as well yeah yeah um let's move on to the next one uh, yeah. Captain Marvel and then we'll we'll wrap up with yes. Infinity War and Avengers yes. Endgame so Captain Marvel we watched recently we so watched I don't have to recently. look at my notes and to be honest I think of all the movies yeah this was the one I thoroughly enjoyed the most really? yes oh okay Yes. Captain Marvel. Yes. Okay. I really enjoyed it. I think it was. It, I think it's top notch. Maybe not the highest level of MCU, but it's like up there with some of the better movies. Yeah. Uh, Lots of things were just done in a really good way. In like women being yeah. really cool and yeah. like badass people, and there was there wasn't like also we uh, when yes or no when did we watch super super no, no we watched super, wonder woman wonder woman yeah just already just the title makes me a bit crazy but yes <laughs> sorry i just touched my microphone yeah um no, we watched wonder woman and in comparison yeah it's night and day isn't it whoa there's so much there's so much stuff that was just done so well in captain marvel she is not a sex symbol she is no. not a love interest she is just 
Well, that's the thing. I thought she might have been a love interest at the start where Sparkly Eyes guy comes in. Was it Jude Law Law comes in and he's all like, hey, do this and do this. And I'm like, oh, this is an interesting, you know, master, like master student relationship. And I was like, where is this going to go? And it didn't go where I was expecting it to go. And then I was like, oh, this is strange. But it was a weird one. It kind of relied on you knowing about the MCU, but it was set like it's like 30 years before the rest of it. or like It's it's set in the 90s and things like that. so yeah, it was one of those times where I was like, "What's going on here with this movie?" And apparently, it was it was written with a script in order, like we saw it in order yeah. as she goes through. Yeah. But then they're like, "Oh, if she loses her memory of what's happened before, we can do we can you know, flip it. We can do the memento yes. stuff yeah. and tell stuff out of order, and we get to see a bit of and that." And I think that worked. It worked really it worked well. Really well for me. But once I found out about that, I was like, "Oh, I can see some of the cracks. Like I can see some of the joins. You know, some of the bits and pieces where you're like, "Oh, it made of sense to have started here, and yes. it starts off in a dark, slow place and, and ramps yeah. up." But I'm totally fine with it I thought it was really really well done uh, there were things that I didn't see coming um, yes. and I was surprised by it but what I really liked you had a woman scientist mm-hmm. which does not appear often yeah. as a, just as a role model for yeah. young girls so you yeah. had a, a super cool sci- clever scientist yeah. you had two fighter pilot women like yeah. a, a few more as well but yeah. like, these were the, the focus on these two yeah one of them black, yeah, uh, and you had uh, the whole story about meeting them. She had a yeah. daughter, raising her by yeah. herself, uh, uh, like all that kind of stuff. All, like, these also, kind of when, normal things. Also, that when she was like, just, and now you're going to see the supreme being or whatever it was, and she turns up, and that was the, the well, it was actually the same actor who played the the scientist, you know, who was doing the experiments with the power stone. What no tesseract? What was she doing? No, anyway, she was using one of was, the power stones to yeah to do create something. A, a new power an engine yeah energy an energy Ener- source because she wanted to save the people but also when you turn up and she's with the krulls or the griblies i can't remember what the names of these different races are and she's with them and i'm like weren't those the bad guys yes, in this other right? movie but they've got pink skin no they've got no, green blue. yeah some of them are blue and some of them are different color but then she's yeah, the, human the, and i'm like the oh, blood okay. is blue so it's like so i'm like oh so it's like the um it, it's like the uh, like Roman Empire when they uh, conquer a world, they come and then they have yeah. lots of different races or different alien races um, yes. all fighting for them, and they send these people across to that planet, and these people come here. So there's all this mix up, and then I was like, oh, but in Guardians of the Galaxy, they got some blue faced people. Kree. They, oh, there's yeah, the there's Kree. there's there's Kree. The Kree are the the blood blooded. Blue blooded, blue blooded people, yeah. which in other movies yeah. are the bad people. Yeah, and that's the thing; it was kind of switched around. I was like, and th- but then when we meet the other people, we're like, oh, so these guys are meant to be the bad guys? And I'm like, no, but in these other movies, they're not the bad. And yeah. I was like, and you know, it was slowly, yeah, it but was, it, it was it was ticking over in yeah. my head, and it yeah. was so slow. But it was just my own confusion about yeah. wait a second, and that was who's so she well fighting played. for now? Yes, it was mm. very well done. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Oh, you know what I was saying before? The mm-hmm. things I didn't like about. Um, uh, some of these other movies, like um, the Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I think my least favorite part is where they have uh, a dog fighting, um, flying adventure battle, and um, and and the worst thing in the uh, or oh, one of the bad things at Black Panther is that they have a dog fighty flying um, sequence with Bilbo Baggins flying around. Dog fighty. Dog fight. You know, where the two fight. planes fight, swooping after each other. Oh, it's called a dog fight. Yes. It, um, you mean the one where they are in those little pods? Yeah, in the pods. Yeah. But this, they put these mo- they put these things in a lot of movies. Now let's have the. Um, planes f- chasing each other, and but it's always the one behind is shooting the one in front, and the one in front is always like slightly out of the way, and they never shoot each other. Yes, and they just it goes on forever, and I never find that tense. I never find it interesting. Here's the thing: in mm. this movie, at the end, they mm. had that sequence, 
but it paid off the fact that these characters were fighter pilots. Yes. And, but they were women fighter pilots. And there's even a line saying, oh, back in the 90s, we couldn't, uh, or whenever it was back then, yeah. we, we weren't allowed combat roles. Because we were not allowed, not allowed to, fly, to. to fly. And then fly, it's sort fly, of like, yeah. and now you get to be combat pilots for yes. the first time and the world's at stake. Yes. And they fly down and the, it's a, it, they totally do the scene from Independence Day oh, yeah. where Will they Smith is flying through the canyons and they go through the canyons and things like that. And, yeah, but, but it's the same thing. Yeah. In that, that makes sense yeah. because Will Smith is a fighter pilot who yes. flew through those canyons and yes. knows, oh, if I go here this and do this, this is my territory where I fly. And they did exactly the same thing. And the pilot at the end, I can't remember her name but she she flies down and she's chased with this thing yeah. and she wins because she is a professional pilot and she knows we train. know this yeah. we've set it up we yeah. it's established that these characters are pilots yes. and they're really good at what they do yeah. and the only thing that was stopping them doing what they did was that they were women and now they they they're allowed to actually be the heroes yes. with their skills and the women in the MCU always work hard for their skills. There's yeah. actually, not always, but a lot of, I, I can't remember where I saw this before, but talking about, I think it was maybe the Incomparable podcast where they talked about uh, um, Captain Marvel. And yeah. they said that women in the MCU often have to train for their skills and work really hard for the skills. Yeah. And men get given their skills accidentally or they, you know, they accidentally become the Hulk or they accidentally get bitten by a spider or they accident this accidentally happens to them or they just happen to grow up rich or yes. they grow up in that kind of way. And the women are like Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp is just training really, training. really hard. Yeah. And a lot of them, are, and Black Widow is training really hard. Yeah. And the all of the women fighters from Wakanda and all those people are training really hard and they yeah. make their own way. Yeah. yeah. And that, so the men come in either by accident or privilege and women work for their powers and work to be good at what they do. Yeah. And this is, and it's the same thing here as well. Like the side characters who get to have battles and get to fight and have grown mo in, in Captain Marvel every single moment meant something like yes. this is what it means to be a superhero and be a woman and be a superhero and have memory missing and all this kind of stuff and at the end of black panther like oh if we write a line early on that this character used to be a pilot before becoming a CIA agent, we can have him fly the plane at the end. And I'm like, no, you don't get to do that. Yeah. You don't get to just write one line into script. He used to be a pilot, yeah. then became a CIA agent. And now Bilbo Baggins is a, is a jet fighter pilot. I'm just like, nah, nah. Yeah. Whereas in this, it was the story was yes. these people being able to do these things at the end. And it was so refreshing to just see that. Yeah. And it was, it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't like it, it didn't come like hard and symbolic and like look yeah. at these women and yeah. blah, blah, blah. it was a good story mm. it was an amazing superhero story and it was an amazing just human yeah. interaction story yeah. and what? i just really liked it oh, so and also yeah. there was some very funny moments there was some funny moments the, but um, it didn't need to be funny it was appropriately no, funny there yes. was a few moments in the movie where I was like eh, that didn't really work like when she was changing the colour of her costume it wasn't really established that, that she could change the colour of the costume and then there was a scene going oh how am I how are you going to tell me apart from the other people at the end of this movie who are also in these same suits yes. like well better make, better make her red and blue rather than grey and dark well she, wa she wore the, the colours of the, of the Cree so she didn't want to be like 
Glue yeah. and glue. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. But whatever. They were all wearing the same suits, and it, and, it, and they were like, how about this? How about this? And it felt a little bit of that uh, in the scene in all these movies where someone and the woman go shopping, and they're like, and they come out. Even Wonder Woman had the same scene. She comes out. How about this dress? No, not that one. How about this? No, not that one. And that felt like that moment in that movie where, like, do we really need to see the pretty woman shopping scene? Not yeah, the pretty but woman, it but was, going it in and coming It wasn't quite like that, and that was what's so refreshing because mm. she was doing that together with the little girl. Yeah, who was, it was like, it, it like was, there was meaning to why she did that at that point. It, it, it wasn't it just... had meaning. I just yes. think the performance, like if they had a comedy director come in and direct some of those comedy moments, mm. it would have worked well. I'm just saying the balance between the direction and the acting choices that they made, mm. it, some of the scenes didn't pay off in the well. But what was really fun, the cat the, or the flurkin or whatever it was, the, the, the pussycat oh, yes. that, had, that was hanging out in the archives until she came back. She's dangerous, the, she's dangerous. The, the fun stuff with the, um, the fun stuff, oh, all the stuff with Nick Fury, young Nick Fury, yeah. and, and, and it was really fun to see um, Agent Coulson back in, in, the, in the movies yeah. again. It was, that was fun to have him there as well. Yeah, there were lots um, of good, like, and this is, this is why I said this movie was just yeah. for me of all, like, it was just... It worked enough that yeah. I was tearing up at the end. Yeah. Much more so than some of these other movies where at the end I was like, well, that was entertaining, but like kind of meaningless. Yes. Whereas this one was entertaining. And I was like, you know, when she dives through the spaceships at the end, I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's wrap it up. All right. We decided because we talked so long about um, Infinity War and uh, Avengers... Uh, What's it called? Endgame. Endgame. And we talked a bit longer than we were planning, so we decided to split that well, up. I knew it. We decided to split that up into another episode. So if you want to know actually what we think about the end of phase three of these movies, um, and you don't care about what we think about it, no, actually, listen, listen to this podcast first, and then go and listen to the other one. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's get into it. I'm just saying this was never intended to be two episodes, and it's been split into two. Like often happens in big movies, they're like, hmm, let's make this into two movies. But this is this is honestly, this is not a cash grab. It's free, so just listen and enjoy um, this episode, and then also the next episode. It was all recorded in one go. Anyway, timey wimey stuff over. Oh, Lucas traveled back in time, and he didn't realize that that was actually the outro to the podcast. Isn't that right, Juliana? In the future, all right. Which podcast? This is now. I'm doing the now. I'm doing the outro to the, the first no the first podcast so oh. thanks a lot for listening uh, and I'll catch you next time goodbye